Have you ever met one of those people who just can't be stopped? It's like they're unstoppable. Yeah, I have. Me too. What's their mystique? Nothing stops these people. Welcome to Mission Unstoppable with Coach Frankie Picasso. You're about to meet some of the most amazing people. They've accomplished their goals despite insurmountable odds. They beat adversity, physical hardship, and traumatic events, and emerged triumphantly. They're people just like you and me, and they're winners. Are you unstoppable? Here's Frankie to show you how. <laughs> I know you're unstoppable. Welcome to Mission Unstoppable Radio and TV. Today, we are going on a mission that is so near and dear to my heart. We're going to go to places far and wide, 195 countries, in fact, to spread seeds of positive impact. Our guide is a man who's traveling the globe and reconnecting and connecting those he needs, uh, those he meets, I should say, to the things that they forgot that they love, to the idea of impact for themselves, their neighbors, and the planet. He discusses important topics including human potential, creative thinking, sustainability, and relationship development. Yeah. And though he, the talks that he gives and the music and the videos he creates and the coaching he provides is all just amazing. In 2016, my guest Cameron Brown sold or donated 99% of the things that he used to own and he embarked on a one global quest, quest, I should say, to show firsthand how we run our companies, the lives and how we live our lives and how actually we utilize our unique talents and strengths determines our future as a species and the well-being of our planet. That's big and heavy words, Cameron. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Vision Unstoppable. How are you? It's great to be here. I'm, I'm excellent. Thanks. Really looking forward to this. So you are originally from Australia. Today we're sitting in Mexico City. I'm yes. in Toronto. We are truly a global community. I love it. The beautiful thing about technology. I, you said something that I want, before I take you back to your childhood and all that great stuff, and I got mm. hairs on my lips. <laughs> um, you said something on your site, and I want to challenge it just for a moment. When people thrive, the more good they do. When people thrive, the more good they do. And, you know, I think that we've seen it time and again that those who are wealthy, those who um, are less fortunate, Tend, th those who are less fortunate tend to give more than those who have a lot of wealth. And mm -hmm. I'm sure that you see it in the countries that you visit in South America, um, other poor nations, where those that really have nothing will give you everything. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's a really great point. And, and I think the, the way of, of, that I see thriving is, uh, and I'm sure we'll, we'll go through it at a, at a, at a deeper level as we go um, but it's about these three different levels of impact that I've realized that we as human beings are making whether that's in a positive or a negative fashion whenever we're living our lives uh, we're making an impact in our own lives we're making an impact in others lives and we're having an impact on the planet as well uh, what I see is you know so there, there are wealthy people that do take advantage of other people but there are also wealthy people that that do amazing work and do just phenomenal things in the world and I think it comes down to well why is it that uh, they are doing the things in the first place? Is it to fill a void for something they believe they don't have internally and so they're replacing something and so they're taking from the world? Or is it that they already feel filled up and so therefore as they thrive, which is my definition of thriving, is as they thrive, then they are going to do more good because they're already full and whole and complete internally, allowing them to give that and all of a sudden the things that they're doing
doing are an enhancement of who they already know that they are rather than, again, taking things from the planet, taking things from other people, um, you know, taking advantage of other, other people and other, other uh, examples of the planet uh, in order to feel good enough. Um, and we see this in people anywhere from people that don't feel good enough and aren't, good, you know, aren't feeling good enough uh, internally uh, who don't have anything can be doing that as well as people who are wealthy. So I don't think it's about uh, wealthy or unwealthy. It's about, right, why is it that you're thriving in the first place? Is it at the expense of others or is it as an enhancement of others? Like it. Okay. So the definition of thriving for you? It, I mean, to me, it's about making a greater impact at the end of the day um, and making an impact on all three levels. Uh, are we making an impact in our own lives, each other's lives, and at a planet level as well? Something that I realized, and I've realized it a lot through, uh, through the travels, especially these last 12 months with the Impact Diaries, has been that uh, I, somebody can be succeeding in their business and their life and supporting their communities and their, uh, their, you know, the local area. But if that, is, if that success is at a detriment to the well-being of the planet, then all their success is doing is speeding up the rate at which we're negatively impacting our environment. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's a, it was a huge realisation for me and it's not how I've lived my life you know, for, forever because uh, since becoming aware of it, it's, it's definitely changed a lot of things for, for me. Um, yeah, I think that that's really what it's about. It's, it's about how are you making an impact and are you, is the impact that you're making uh, actually moving us forward as a you know, from a humanity point of view, but also a planetary standpoint. We've you know we're we're in a position right now uh, as a human race where if we don't make some dramatic changes to the way that we're living, we're going to kill the very thing that's keeping us alive, which is the planet. Um, you know, that's, I think we've got to realise that that that's what's keeping us alive, uh, and and uh, I think we've we've got this amazing opportunity to evolve to create these amazing uh, inventions and innovations in this world that will hopefully allow us to to explore the galaxy, right? Uh, but at the end of the day, if, if we're not looking after our the only home that we've actually ever known uh, now uh, and now more than ever. Uh, then you know, we're in some serious trouble and we're not going to have that opportunity to, to evolve past the, the stage that we're at right now. I, I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> and it scares me to think that, you know, my generation and the one that just, you know, behind me um, are the ones that are leaving this legacy for our children. And it, it, it boggles my mind that money, oil, gas, all of that stuff is more important, more important than, than, the planet, leaving this planet and, and those that live on it and inhabit it from wildlife to human beings, um, that, that we're not as important as money mm-hmm. and greed. It, it boggles the mind. It, it truly does. This is, like you said, the only place we're going to live. We're not going to live on Mars. We're not going to live on the moon. This is it. So we got to look after it. Um, well, for now, anyway. I mean, yeah. I, I, I really hope that we can that we can have civilizations externally to the Well, to that'd the be planet. great, but it's not going to happen. But again, you know. Again, exactly. It, it's it's got to be uh, for the right reasons. It's not just leaving Earth because we've screwed that up, and then we go on to screw up another on the planet. Like that's uh, that, that's that's where we could go. Right? And, and but, even uh, the idea of, of of greed. I mean, you're traveling in in the in the South Americas. You're traveling to places where blue gold exists you know when people are gobbling that up so that they can hold those resources over others because without water we've got nothing Mm. you know and that boggles my mind like that's like oh my gosh like how can you be so greedy that you're going to you know be the water barons of the future and and Mm. hold it against everybody else like that is not thriving that is not 
doing things for the good of humanity. Yeah. And I think that it comes back to the point of if you're, if you're needing to overpower people, if you're needing to extract resources for the purpose of overpowering others and, and, and like you mentioned about from a greed standpoint, um, then yeah, that, that's, it's not going to lead to a, to a, to a bright future. Um, on the other hand, the, the beautiful thing is when we, when we take care of self first and foremost and then build upon that, money is simply a magnifier. Um, technology is simply a magnifier. It magnifies who we are you know, internally. And so if that being the case, we can turn – I'm a massive optimist around this because – I'd see that not only can we can we destroy the planet faster than we've ever been able to before, but we can also save it, protect it, evolve, and 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 create just a, a, an amazing future for ourselves. That's the best um, news. That's the very best news you could tell me today. I like yeah, that. I, 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 I believe it fully because we've, we've got just look at the technolo- technological yeah. advances that are coming out now. The ability to tell stories, the ability to uncover the things that are going on. People, I mean, for me, inherently, I think people are good. Um, it's that their behavioral patterns are what dictates behaviors that may be out of alignment with that. Um, and if we can solve that, then we can solve the, the, the challenges that we're experiencing from things like bullying and depression and anxiety and um, and, and narcissism and, and other areas of, of overpowering um, yeah. and live more in alignment with the planet. I think at the end of the day, we're just out of alignment as a species. We're out of alignment with the planet. That's, you know, the, uh, the beautiful thing I think about nature is, is it, it shows us, right? Yeah. It shows us, hey, we're off track. Yeah. And um, I, I'd say this to clients often, like from a, from a personal point of view, that often your biggest breakthroughs come directly after your biggest breakdowns. True. And, and I'll, well, change going, happens oh, yeah, best true. in chaos, right? It does. I mean, yeah. when things are chaotic, think, change has to yeah. happen. And it here's forces you. It forces yeah. you. Yeah, here's the thing, though, with that, is the reason that that occurs is because you're not listening along the way. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you would have said this before. I've said this before. Almost everybody tuning in this would have heard this before. Hindsight is a beautiful thing. That's <laughs> twenty twenty. Exactly. It's yeah. looking back, and it's not like those those signposts, you know, magically appeared. Yeah. That now you're able to see them. But the thing about the planet is that we haven't got the 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 luxury of going through a massive breakdown. Massive breakdown equals extinction of our species. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, Sorgard said, you know, to paraphrase them, you can't live your life backwards you have to go forward. Yeah. So yeah, we have to, we have to take those lessons from back here and go, ex, you know, extrapolate. Totally. totally. And you know, the thing is you, you, you still look back and think, ah, oh, that was that thing that was coming together. And I, I didn't really know, but the, the key here is, is again, understanding yourself, understanding why it is that you're doing what you're doing, making conscious decisions that are good for you, good for others, good for the planet as well to give us the best chance of evolving in a way that's going to allow us to thrive as a species on this planet rather than, being out of alignment um just just as a human from a human behavioral point of view if you're out of alignment you can tweak you can tweak the process to get yourself back in alignment i remember um i was i was out in Idlewild, california recently and uh and, and i got off 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 track a little bit um and and i noticed myself getting off track because i like the the, the trail didn't quite uh, looked like it was a trail anymore, and I looked back across and, and then saw that I had had kept going when I was meant to actually turn around. 
and, um, and, I, and it was a big insight for me. I thought, huh, this is what happens in life is that people get off track on a trail and they're not conscious about that and therefore they're just going about their life experiencing what they're experiencing and all of a sudden, two years later, five years later, they go, how the hell did I get here? What happened? Yeah. What happened to my life? You know, as a coach, I say what happened to your life is that you, you didn't fully realize what your values were and you became out of alignment with what you value. And, totally. and so when they're conscious, when you really know what it is that you value, then, you know, you, you're happier and you're thriving. Yep. Right. And, exactly. the and, you're, and you're able to tweak and you're able to tweak, right? Because yeah. all of a sudden you don't need to go through all of those big breakdowns and massive messes. Sure. They'll happen from time to time because we're only human. Right. Um, but you know, the less and less that can occur, the more you're able to tweak, which means that so much of your energy is in, is in alignment with where it is that you're wanting to go. Right. And I think we take that from a planetary point of view as well, is understanding, right, are my actions in alignment with what I say is important to me? Yeah. I, are my actions in alignment to what I say is important around the planet, not only myself, but also the planet? And, and if not, then what can I tweak right now? What could I tweak today that would allow me to live in more alignment with that and be an inspirational? <laughs> I have this conversation all the time with people and, you know, is, in other words, walking your talk, but I do, I have oh, this yeah. conversation all the time because they say, oh, well, I, you know, I do things, I help people. Do you like, have you ever, have you ever donated money to a cause other than, you know, to children who are starving? Have you ever done that? No. You know, have you ever, you know, picked up jeans for teens or have you ever, what have you done? You know? Um, well, I watched the shows and I heard people and I'm like, that's great. That's great. But I'm not, we're not here to, you know, to put people down. We're here to, to raise people up. And so exactly. I did, I just want to say, first of all, Introducer Magazine, this is Cameron Brown. They said that you are one of the 10, 10 game changers to know. That's exciting. <laughs> I mean, you're in your thirties. You're only in your thirties. You're half my age. And you know what? I think that's really exciting that you are who you are. So let's go back to the outback. Let's, let's go to the land down under and find out yeah. what made you like this. How did you become this, this change maker? You know, what were your parents? What were they like? I mean, they're, they're great. I, I love them to bits. And, uh, uh, but I, uh, going, going back there, I, I didn't, uh, like I, I, I played music for a long period of time. I've, I've been writing music for many, many years now uh, and started learning when I was uh, about eight years of age. But I didn't really have the, the inkling to, to make an impact, to, uh, to want to make a difference. As, as time went on and as I went through school, I, like I, I wanted to make something of myself. Uh, I wanted to be successful. Uh, there was nothing about the planet in there. Uh, and, and, and being from a farm, I mean, I ate, ate meat every single day, um, which now coming to, to now eat a you know, completely plant-based diet, um, you know, partly from a planetary point of view and also for a health and, 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 and cruelty-free standpoint. But that, it, it, a lot of it came later. Um, I, I think my younger years and, um, and even going into teenage and, and, and into 20s as well was, was very much about finding myself. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of the time was feeling like I didn't belong anywhere, uh, that, uh, you know, I would go through and do the things that I needed to do, but, um, there was still a sense of not, not really belonging or not, not really feeling worth it. A musician. Did you think you'd be a rock star? Like, is that where you were heading or what did uh, you think? It's interesting. When, when I, when I left, when I left home, uh, and, and went to the, <laughs> went to the big smoke, uh, you know, nine hours away, uh, to the, to the, 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 the first major city closest to where we were. Um, I, I, yeah, I, 
I mean, I started university, but deep down, I, I wanted to be able to, uh, yeah, make music as, as a career for me. Um, it wasn't until I remember doing a gig back. It was actually back home where I, where I was from. Um, and I remember at the end of the night, it was like a four hour gig, right? I started off with, with, you know, lighter music and uh, some of the stuff that I'd written. And then it's by the end of it, everybody's absolutely, you know, wasted and they're having a good time. That, that's totally cool. But, um, but I, I remember thinking to myself as like towards the end of it thinking, this isn't the best place for people to really capture the music and 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 feel it and and they're not going to come up to me after the gig and say man you changed my life i just heard the lyrics in that song and it's just sounded absolutely amazing i'm going to do something different it, it just it, it's just not it wasn't and, and it's funny because as a songwriter like the angst that you pour into those lyrics you're going no 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 not the right word not the right word yeah, yeah. <laughs> what am i trying to say what am i trying to say totally, it's, like, totally. you know, it's like yeah i get yeah. that i get that yeah and, and so so I, I i looked at well if, if that's if that's not the platform, I, I really did start searching around for like what is it? How am I going to? Because by then I did want to make a difference with my music. I'd gone through some personal development on my own, um, learned a lot about myself, and and it was very much about how how can I how can I be successful for one? Uh, how how can I make a make a difference? Um, how can I use the music that I'm creating to do that? Um, and, and yeah, on, you know, on, online became a, a big portal for that. I, uh, you know, the, the, the songs that I've written have, have reached millions of people, millions of views around the world now, um, in, in 195 different countries. And, uh, I'm extremely appreciative of technology and its ability to, uh, to magnify the message that you're, that you're creating. And, uh, and yeah, you know, it, it went on from there. I, rem- I remember when I, um, started, uh, my first coaching course, um, I remember thinking not only like this is it, this is this is what I've been looking for to be able to to create some change, but this is it for what was missing in terms of being able to make a difference with music. And I, oh, I, I I did feel like something was missing there in being able to convey the message that I was wanting to bring across. And and then you know as as time's gone on, I mean, you know, a number of years later now, um, you know, being able to have a grand piano on stage in the keynotes that I deliver, um, talking about the topics that are near and dear to my heart around emotional intelligence and the sustainability and, uh, and relationships and creativity and things like that, and then being able to bring in the, the, the piano component to it, the music component, um, it, it, it's been incredible to, to see and, and I feel extremely blessed to, to, to allow, have allowed that to come into existence. And I love that. I guess I've, yeah, it, yeah, it's been amazing. You've got half, half of half of the show that I want to do. So I've I've had this idea for a lot of years. It was called the Unstoppable Tour, for lack of a better name. Yeah. But really, it was taking theater and and music and 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 voice and coaching and inspiration and, and skits and all of that and humor into a show, into a theatrical show where people would walk away yeah. thinking. They're feeling more positive. They're feeling like they can do something and make a difference. And I think that that's so brilliant. I think it's, you know, it has to happen sooner or later. Um, mm-hmm. Let me ask you something. Coming from, sorry, I just have this hair. It keeps hitting my mouth. Coming from the farm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing about starting to get older. I, I you know, can't see I it here, but I'm going off, yeah. on the top. I'm, uh, that was your first uh, yeah. uh, thing, was it? That was your first, um, <laughs> when you shaved your head for charity? That was the first event for you. I, I, I think it was. Yeah, it was a um. 
and, and, and it wasn't really, uh, I, I didn't expect to uh, grow my hair for two entire years. And for those tuning in, you, you, like, you can go and check out on, on, on the website, the about page of mine, um, and you'll see the afro the there. Because um, that, that's my, my hair is very curly and it, and it grows and, uh, you know, brushing it out. And so I had this massive afro by, by the end of it. But here's the thing, I, 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 I was just growing it and uh and then I was going to shave it for and, and raise money for, for cancer research. In Australia, they have Shave for a Cure. And it just so happened that by the time I decided, well, I, I want to actually do something to make a difference around this, the, you know, it, it's done, I think it's in February each year, February or March. Um, and and, and it, was, it was a month or two after that. So I thought, ah, oh, all right, well, I'll just grow it for another year and then <laughs> they were shaved off the next year. <laughs> so I didn't have a haircut for the entire year and it was massive by the end of it. Um, but yeah, it, it was, again, it was, uh, it, it was wanting to make a difference. It was, it was a, I think, again, it was, it, a part of it was still wanting to feel like I'm contributing something um, to greater than just myself. Um, and I think that's, that's been the journey that I've, that I've been on to, to, to get to a stage of being of, of service to our planet, of service to other people, um, rather than just trying to serve myself. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a pretty cool experience. That's for sure. Well, let me ask you this because, you know, I know I, I, I grew up on a farm and I, I loved it, but you know, growing up in the middle of nowhere on this farm and, you know, no, you can't wait to get away because there's like nothing happening. Right. But now you're planting things. And I think that, don't you think that maybe growing up gave you a real appreciation for how hard work it is to, to, you know, to feed a nation, to plant food, to, you know, sustain cattle, you know, whatever it is, farming is like one of the hardest jobs there is with the least amount of gratitude and money really. You know, and yet here you are, the farmer's son who got away planting trees, you know, making a difference. I mean, do you think that, that somewhere in your DNA, it's, it's still there? Like, wanting yeah, to I, I, I mean, I think, um, and, and I think mum and dad would, would vouch for this, <laughs> that uh, my, my work ethic um, has definitely stemmed from my father. <laughs> um, you know, there's a, it works very, very hard. Um, and yeah, they you know, when it comes to farming, there are a lot of unpredictable factors, and um, you know it, it's something that, that that isn't for me. But it, it's funny you actually mention this because I I do see the 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 way in which I you know the the company is is being is growing, and and yeah, the areas around specifically around the planet, um, but also other areas as well. It's it, it is it's a similar thing, but a totally different thing. It's uh, you know first out you're, you're planting seeds of of inspiration uh, and, and hopefully that as time goes on with the right kind of nutrients and they grow into, into something that becomes extraordinary. Um, and uh, you know, I, I see it as a, just a different form of farming in, in that it's, it's more from a mind point of view mm-hmm. um, and then hopefully that turns into actions with people. But um, yeah, I, I think growing up, growing up back there, there's, there's a massive appreciation for, um, I mean, one for technology um, because uh, I, one moment I remember um, I music in school. So I, so I did singing lessons in, in grade 12, my final year. Uh, I had singing lessons through the phone uh, because there wasn't anybody in town that, that could give those lessons. 
Um, and so that's, that's just, a, to me, that's just like, I look back at it. I didn't think of anything else at the, at the time because it was just what it was, right? Yeah. Um, we didn't have internet at, at the stage that would allow you to stream via video. So, you know, he'd hear me over this rough phone, you know, call and say, you know, to change this and change that. And I only had one lesson with him in the city that I, that I went to after, after grade 12. But, um, during, during school, he went, I went, you know, during one of the school holidays and had a, had a lesson at his house. But that was the only lesson that I had for the entire year in person. Um, and so there's, there's a mass appreciation for, yeah, looking now for technology and, and how it can, when used, when used purposefully, and this is really important, when used purposefully can connect people in a way that, that technology alone, uh, that, that non-technology yeah. uh, and the way that we've, we've done it before it just simply can't compete. Um, it's the same with me now, like of being able to connect with these amazing people all around the world and have these experiences. It's a huge part of that has become, has, has come about because of the relationships that I built through digital platforms like social media. Right. Um, it's incredible. Um, and I think the other, the other part is, um, I mean, we, we were out, I mean, out on the farm, uh, like I still went and did, football and, and tennis and cricket and things like that. So there was still a, a social aspect, but there was a lot of the time where, yeah, I mean, with my brother and sister, but apart from that, it was, you know, we were alone. Um, and, um, you know, in terms of people my age around the area, you know, most of them were a, a bit younger. Um, and so, yeah, there was the element of, of making your own fun um, and, and being okay from an independence point of view. Uh, I think part of it is, a nat- I guess, a natural behavioural style of mine is the independence component, but I wouldn't be at all surprised if, if a part of it, came from, uh, from from being okay and learning to be okay uh, with, with being on my own. Um, I, I think uh, you know, I had to learn to deal with that and, and that there were the own challenges around that because there were a period of time within my, within, uh, my teenage years where I didn't want to be here anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 I wanted my life to end and, um, and that's, you know, that's, that, that's where it came from. So uh, in terms of whoa, overcoming whoa, whoa, that. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Let's go back, 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 back. You wanted sure. your life to end in your teen years? You wanted to commit suicide? Yeah. Why? Yeah. What happened? Uh, I, I, I look back at that time and... Um, I think there are, there are a few key factors. One that I've only really uncovered over the past uh, the past year, actually. Um, and uh, so, first up, it, it was absolute feelings of not being good enough, uh, feelings of not belonging anywhere, uh, feeling like I didn't have a place in in this world um, worthy of of myself. Um, and uh, even though there were some friends. Uh, I didn't feel like there was there was that that closeness there, um, and so so yeah, so I was, I was fighting against my own battles. Um, the the big one that that I had the realization of was that um, uh, when I was about I think it was about grade eight it was when I gave up music. Uh, there was a person in, in in school, and it was just a fleeting thing that happened. Looking back on it, but it was something that that completely changed uh, how I was approaching life, and that was. Uh, it mentioned something that made me feel that it wasn't cool to learn the music that I was learning. Um, and, and, and it was my perception about that, that situation that then I chose to give up music and I stopped. Uh, I gave up lessons. I said, I didn't want to do it anymore. And part of that was, you know, the theory side of things. I just didn't like doing that anyway. I preferred to play by ear. Um, but you know, a big part of that absolutely was, uh, was that, that interaction. Um, and so I decided that I wouldn't play. Um, and I stopped playing for two entire years. 
Um, I remember coming back after a couple of years, walking past the piano one day down uh, you know, at, at home and just looking at it and thinking, oh, I'll have another go. And I started playing again, started playing purely by ear, uh, started writing my own music then. And, uh, and I started learning and overcoming the challenges that I was being exposed to through the lyrics that I was writing. Um, and, and I look back at the most challenging time, and this is the, this, the first time that I had actually synced those up, it's the most challenging years of my life, those two years of life, was the same time that I gave up the piano. Mm-hmm. And, and it was a massive realisation for me to realise that, huh, it's when I was trying to fit into somebody else's definition of what cool is, trying to fit into someone else's definition of what success looked like, that I lost myself in the process. Yeah. And, and it was through losing myself that, yeah, there was the feelings of feeling absolutely worthless, of feeling like I didn't belong, of feeling like I didn't deserve to be here um, because I didn't feel like I fitted into, in, into this place. There wasn't a sense of purpose. There wasn't a sense of meaning. There was none of that. And so... Quite rightly. Somebody else's value I, I, system, right? Somebody else's value system. Totally, totally. Not and, uh, with your own. Not, not um, being, and, yeah, and which is yeah, so totally, yeah. you know, teenage, adolescence. I mean, we all want to it fit is. in in adolescence and, so badly. And this is why I, I'm a big believer, and I believe it's almost criminal that emotional intelligence isn't a compulsory subject in schools. Yeah. Uh, when, when we are, when we and look compassion. at... And compassion, yeah, compassion, like whatever you want to call it, you know, the, the inclusion of life skills, empathy, compassion, uh, knowing why you do what you do, knowing and understanding that the thoughts that are flowing through you aren't actually you, but they're actually flowing through and the emotions and all of these pieces, understanding these these patterns of behavior, this is the stuff that I learned in my 20s. Yeah. Um, the, 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 I, I, the reason why I believe it's even more important than ever right now is that technology is increasing at a rapid rate. Mm-hmm. And we're just starting. There's been a, a recent study that came out that showed that the increase of depression, of the suicide, of, of anxiety in younger kids. To me, it makes perfect sense because you yeah. think about it. As, um, you know, there's a framework that I created called the impact loop. Imagine on, on this side is your internal self and on this side is your external, external environment. Mm-hmm. Internal is your values, your beliefs, stuff that we've been talking about so far. Thoughts, emotions, fears, along with your unique talents and strengths. Then on this side is everything that's external to you, technology, social media, relationships, this conversation, everything outside, companies, governments, communities, uh, the environment at a, at a whole, everything outside. And when we come into contact with something from the external environment, we create something new out of that. And that something new is making an impact on these three different levels that we talked about before, one way or another. And the thing with technology is that it's speeding up at an even more rapid rate. And it's, you, we can't even begin to imagine how fast it's going to become. Yeah. We can't, we can't expect to keep up with that, but we can learn how to adapt to change. Yeah. But here's the thing. What's happening with, it's happening a lot with millennials and a lot with younger generations as well. But I see it happening externally as well uh, at, an, at a later age as well is the external validation required to know that you're good enough. And this comes in the form of likes, in the form of comments, but it also comes in the form of you know, like keeping up with the Joneses, for example. Oh, I need to do this. I need to do that. Social media is just a new level of that. It's a magnification of that. Um, technology isn't the problem here. It's pointing to it. 
Mm-hmm. It's pointing to the problem that we don't understand ourselves well enough and therefore we need external things to fill the voids that we believe, you know, things that we believe we don't have, right? I would have done the same, same thing would have think, thing would have happened back when I was a child. If social media was a big thing back then, I would have been using social media and then comparing myself to other people thinking, see, I'm not as, I'm not as good as that person. See, they've got it all together. We're comparing ourselves to other people's highlight reels. And it's a real danger in that because we don't see what's really going on. We have to learn how to become whole and complete internally first and foremost so that then these external things can enhance that, can magnify that version of ourselves to allow us. And this is why I believe that we can turn this around really quickly, but it's going to take some dramatic shifts in the way that we're approaching education, in the way that we're approaching our companies, in the way that we're approaching our own lives as well. You know, even, you know, I, I interviewed somebody a while back that created an app for addiction. And in that yeah. app was gamification based on it, you know, so that you get likes and you get, you know, scores and good for hugs and whatever it is that's in there that we need to validate our, our behavior and, and say, yeah, you did good today. I'm going to give you a pat on the back. <laughs> it's like we never had that when I was growing up. You yeah. know, we, we didn't have that stuff. And that's okay. I mean, I think technology is amazing. And for people like me, Gemini's, I mean, that's the best gift I could get. It's like I got five iPads and you know, I, I need it. I you know, I couldn't live without them. But and even my dad, who's turning ninety five, you know, or ninety six this year, I can't remember, you know, he loves it. I, I gave him a Google Home. He goes, yeah, I got it set up. It's all ready to go. Like yeah. they get it and other people just can't get it. And those that can't get it really feeling left out. They feel like it's an overwhelm to even mm. turn it on or to, you know, to be a part of this culture that gets it, mm. you know, because yeah. it is kind yeah. of a loss if you can't get it. You are at a I, loss. Yeah, I, with, with, with where it's going, it, I, I think the, the the really important thing to drive home here is is why are you using it? Right. Um, and I I even had this so going into so at the end of last year so it was a massive year 2017. Um, you know I was in eight different countries across three continents and reforestation projects and uh, and 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 sustain other other sustainability projects and animal sanctuaries uh, filming and uh, and speaking and and there's just all of this all, you know, a huge amount of stuff. I was exhausted at the end of last year. Uh, I go, I can't do that again. And so I knew I had to up-level my own self. So you can see, for, you to be, for me to be able to make an impact at a planetary level, I knew I had to come back to self and go, right, what changes must I make here right. to ensure that I can do this on an ongoing basis? And now we're into this year and there's been, uh, you know, every day for me now is yoga. I've, I've not missed a day and I won't miss a day for the year now because it's become part of the identity that I have. Uh, this While I'm here in, in Mexico City, we've got yeah. a pull upstairs. There's days a week of swimming. Uh, there's there's uh, clean plant-based food versus any of the junk stuff that I was eating before. Uh, there's a huge amount of water. There's these supplements. There's uh, there's green smoothies. There's all of those things. Another thing, from a technological point of view, I, I I know this from my own self and how I create is a lot. You know, for something to be created, there needs to be space for it to be created into. Yeah. And, and and from a technological point of view, that's another that's another challenge that we're being exposed to is that it's going to stifle creativity because if we need to fill the void anytime we're experiencing silence because we don't feel comfortable in our own mm-hmm. selves, comfortable with our own with our own silence, then we'll fill that when that's when the ideas come. Yeah. And that, that's how all of my songs are written, right? They're written through me and they're written in the times of giving myself the space to do it. The moment I try to write a song, I suck at it. 
And so for me, it was about, you know, for me now, you know, 30 minutes before bed, uh, there is no technology and, uh, and it's completely off unless there's a little bit of music. Uh, everything else though is completely off and I'm, and I'm just being the gratitude for the day. Uh, there's, there's no phone next to the bed at all. None. Uh, I, I have no notifications on this at all anymore. Uh, so I only get notified when I want to be notified, which is when I go into the apps because um, it's disrupting the, sure. the way that I'm wanting to live life. Um, on the weekends, on the Sunday, I have at least three hours of, and I call it tech-free time. And that's you know three hours where I'm just sitting, thinking, or out there I experiencing. There's no technology there at all. And I have that throughout the week where there is times where I don't have technology. But there's something about actually setting a time where you are technology free, that just makes, I look forward to that time now on the Sunday where I just go, oh yeah, tech free time, awesome. And, and it's just a beautiful time for me to be with myself and to be alone. But, um, you know, it, it, it's a massive challenge for people. I, I've seen, there was, there was a study done recently, I think it was last year or the year before, uh, the last few years anyway. Uh, and and they, they put people into a room uh, and they gave them different, different things that they could, uh, stimulate themselves with. <laughs> One of the most extreme example was an electric shock that they could administer themselves with. And each person, every single one of them beforehand, said, uh, "I would pay money not to, you know, to ensure I don't get the don't don't get the electric shock." They went in there, and so it was 15 minutes that they had to be, you know, to be alone with their own thoughts. Uh, a decent percentage of people administer themselves with at least one electric shock. <laughs> It, and it sounds crazy when we're just thinking about it, but again, it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. Someone, um, the, the, a decent amount of the population would rather inflict pain on themselves than be yeah. with their own thoughts. You know, I get up at 4 a.m. because I need that time to sit alone. I don't let oh. anyone put TV on. Like, I need oh. to sit alone and just be. Don't Don't mm. talk to me. I might read, but just... Let me be. That's my creative time. You know, if I'm writing or doing something, that's when it's going to happen in the wee hours of the morning, you know, and, and it's so important to have that. And that's when I can breathe like that. I just love that time so much. It's so special. You know, so good. I, I think it's really important that you mentioned that because, you know, those tuning in, uh, it's important that you find your rhythm. Uh, don't be comparing yourself and going, oh, I, well, well, that's, that's okay for him because he doesn't have kids or that's okay for her because she's a morning person or you, you can always make up reasons for why yeah, you're not absolutely. doing what you know that you should be doing in the first place. It's about going, this is my situation. This is my, you know, what's going on for me right now. How can I build this in, in a way? You know, I have a, a, like a lot of clients that I work with from a coaching point of view around the world. Um, there's one of, one of my clients who does work out at lunchtime. Awesome, rock on. For me, I do it in the morning. And uh, for someone else, they might do it in the evening. Work out what your rhythms are that, you, that can allow you to do it sustainably. And, uh, and, allow, and the other big thing, you know, find, find places to, and find the ability and learn and understand how to overcome the challenges you're experiencing internally to become your own best friend. You spend way too much time with yourself not to enjoy your own company. Yeah, you know what? I don't even turn the radio on in the car because that's when you drive, you're in a trance state, just like meditation. And so when you're in a trance state, you can download, you know, universe is sending messages all the time. So I, I consciously turn the radio off now. Even though I love music, you know, I turn it off because I know when I hit that state, it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create. Something's going to come to me, something important. I love that. I, um, I, I 
used when I used to drive from the uh, place called Adelaide to, to where I where I grew up. Um, it's about like I said about eight and a half nine hours or so. Um, I think from memory. Um, and and I and I drive that back there with my with my dog. And and it was it was a time where yeah, some of the best ideas I came up with. I swear, like if, if my dog could talk, she'd go like this dude's freaking crazy. <laughs> I talked myself out loud because it was just an amazing time sure. to do that. Straight road, flat road, nothing else going on around. One of the most boring, boring stretches of road in the world, I think. Um, but, but I loved it because it was okay. the time. I got to ask you this because like this is, this is like two years ago, you sold off your stuff, one of your crazy ideas, and said, I'm going out into the world and I'm going to make a difference. Did you have a plan? Uh, How did you it, get so far? In two short years, <laughs> I I I believe that, um, and it's it, it's been uh, so I, I've been asked this a bit, and I I, I do I reflect on it a lot, um, and because one of the questions that I had last year was was similar of how how have you been able to to achieve that that amount in in that shorter space of time? I think like one of the big parts of what we've talked about is 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 becoming your own best friend. If you're if you're your own best friend. The, the energy that you're expending is focused and the thoughts that you have and the questions that you're asking are all dedicated to else, you know, to others, to, to the planet. Yes, there's some time for working on self to become an, you know, that next level. Like that still happens. But the overwhelming majority of the time is towards that. Yeah. If you look at the amount of people that are experiencing mental health challenges around depression and anxiety and, and those that go un, untold as well, just you know, the general stresses and, and the negative self-talk that wouldn't get, descri- you know, de- get prescribed as depression and, 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 and anxiety, for example, the amount of energy that's going towards fighting an internal battle with somebody yeah. that you should actually be enjoying. But there is a yeah? gazillion coaches and, out here. They're not yeah. where you're at. So specifically... You left yeah. home with nothing, pretty much. What was your first port? <laughs> the, the first one, so I, so I left, so I, I got rid of everything at the end of 2016. So it's only been about yeah, 14, well, 14, 14 months or something like that. Um, the, I, the, I, I, I didn't have any intention of getting rid of everything as, as this phase was going. But I think this is, um, and just thinking about it, I think this is a really important point. Is, is, is this insatiable level of curiosity about where things are going to go and also not needing to know exactly how they're going to go. That's cool. And, 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 and there's beauty in that. I, yeah. I call it the curiosity principle. Um, you know, the, so many people are focused on um, needing to know how things are going to go. And I used to be that person totally. <laughs> Former relationship, I was like the rigidest, like I was rigid, right? Um, <laughs> if anyone happens to be tuning in that's a former relationship of mine, they'll vouch for that, I'm sure. <laughs> and he was like, yes, yes, he was. <laughs> you know you oh, you wouldn't believe that, right? Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I've, I've learned, and, and for me, my, my personality is that there is, there is the need to have certainty um, and the need to feel important. But I, I, I take care of that internally first. This is, again, why you should, you know, my belief is you get everything met internally because then everything externally just becomes an added bonus. Yeah, um, my and- friend, <laughs> we're not answering this question. You, you- oh, please, go. Uh, I apologize. What, what, no, what's the question? No, it's because it's so important. It's so important to all of us listening in, in some way that you took off without a plan, I think. Yes. No plan. 
just happened? Uh, well, well I, I, I say that there was a plan because I, I knew that I wanted to make an impact and the Thriving Collective was already the company. Okay. I was already coaching and speaking and training people. Okay. I've been doing that for a number of years. This, it was the next level of that. Some of the okay. things that I wanted to do, I, I wanted to show, for me, it was about, uh, because I'd had an experience on the plane coming back from LA in 2016 that there's just stuff sitting at my house just wasting away. Somebody else would be better, better off with it than I would. Um, I learned that cars, for example, spend more than 90% of their time on average not being used. That's a massive waste of resources, right? And so, and so that those pieces and uh, um, seeing a couple of documentaries as well, like they they started to form. And and the other part, it was it was kind of out of necessity as well, where um, I, I ended the the pre the July 2016 event tour that I did. And in that tour, I also recorded music in LA. I also had a full day photo shoot. We had video crews at different places as well, so it was intense. And that was a very in a, in a very short space of time. I, I was exhausted at the end of that, and um, and uh, I, I went up to my to my family, my aunt and uncle's house, and, and got a little sick after that. Um, and I go, All right, something's got to change. And I thought, well, I still want to be able to travel. I still want to be able to make a difference. I still want to be able to play music. I wonder what I could do. And this is a really there important thing. I wonder. I wonder what I could do. And I wonder, I wonder what I could create that would allow me to do that. And, and there was a, a, the insight came to me. I thought, huh, I wonder if there's like a piano that could roll up in my suitcase. Yeah. Notice the wonder question. This comes back to the curiosity That's principle. Right. It's an insatiable level of curiosity. Right? I, I had no idea what I was going to create out of this. No idea. But I was curious to find out. Yeah. Yeah. I was curious about what might get created out of this. And, and this idea, and I, and I looked it up and I, there is actually a thing that's been created like that, but it was a really poor quality piano, right? A keyboard that you could roll up. Um, you know, so, so I, and I knew even the crappy keyboards that, um, that you can buy, like the ones that don't have the full weighted keys, like the piano, it just doesn't feel right to me, um, growing up on an sure. actual piano. And so I, I, all right, I wonder what else I could do. And then I was walking, um, going for a walk one, one, one morning and I, huh. I wonder if there's like places that I could stay in that have a grand piano in them. And so I started looking and I'm going, there are so many places around the world that have them. I mean, Mexico, right city, there's a Steinway, Steinway piano, like right there, uh, that I'm, that I'm recording music on right now. Um, it's amazing. There were, I, and, and that, you know, that spawned into, well, okay, well, if I'm going to go and stay in these places and maybe get rid of some of my stuff, I need to have, you know, I'll have pianos and I'll do this and I'll do that. And what do I do with my stuff? Maybe I'll get rid of it. And, but I still had no intention of getting rid of everything. Uh, then as, as time went on, I go, well, Costa Rica is going to be the first place uh, that I go to. All I wanted to do is go to a, uh, you know, do a, a sea turtle project there and, and, and help make an impact. Um, but I, I, it wasn't even called the Impact Diaries back then. Yeah. It was called something else, like um, some being a thriving project or something that I look back and cringe a little because I go, well, that, that didn't really even make sense. Like it did, but it didn't. Um, but I, I remember doing a video when I first left um, and it was that I was going to, uh, that I was going to while traveling, capture the beautiful sights and sounds of the world while I travel the world. That was all I had. I had no intention. I didn't even own a drone at the time. Um, and then, you know, what's it a few months later and, uh, I created a video that went viral that was purely with a drone, right? And and recorded music on on a piano in Argentina after spending time in How Colombia. How cool would it be like to um, have a book, an art book, or whatever of all the pianos that you played in every country, or all the music that you wrote, you know, at all the desks, or just 
that kind of thing. I mean, you know, just to create money, right. To, to sell or, uh, I'm on a mission right now because the, the, the African painted dog is about to go extinct. There, there's like less than, you know, 5,000 left in the world. And that could, that mm. could, they could go in a day, you know, mm. it's really scary to think of these, these animals and, and different things around the world that are, that can leave us mm. so easily. We're so fragile right now. And, and so, you know, I'm always looking to tell people about it because I want them to, you know, think about it and donate or do whatever they can to possibly save them. Um, there mm. is, you know, there's a project out there to save them. Anyway, that's another story. But the, the thing is like, I always think of these things. Yeah. The pianos you played at, in all these different cities and all these different 195 countries around the world. Like that'd be a cool, I like to see those pianos. I like to see what they look like. I like to see the rooms. I like to see the, you know, that'd be a cool book. Just something yeah. Like it's, a, um, it's interesting. I, I, cause I, I have been like from a video point of view, uh, it's, it's been all, all, you know, all around the world. There's, uh, you know, played on about six or seven different countries pianos in last year. It was just amazing. And, um, and creating and, uh, and that's where, you know, the, the online version of, of the impact diaries is there, there are, there's, there's music and there's films and yeah. there's that, 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 a lot of that's been created on, on these different pianos around the world, which has been pretty cool. So well, Colombia, Costa Rica, mm. why these countries? Like what, what is it that attracts you <laughs> to, to them? The warm weather? It, it, it's really interesting. <laughs> I, um, you know, I, I had known if, if you had said uh, in 2016, that I had been in the countries that I'd been in, uh, Argentina, uh, Colombia, uh, Costa Rica was, was going to be one because I'd kind of been planning that out. Yeah. But, but the others, Colombia, I had no intention of being there. Argentina had no intention of being there. Um, Uruguay had no intention. So the, with that, there's, again, there's been the curiosity. It's, uh, you know, when I, when I finished, ended with the three months in, in Costa Rica, I went back um, to uh, see my new niece and nephew uh, uh-huh. for the very first time. I was just born um, in March 2017, and it was just amazing to be able to go back and and be there. As, as while I was there, I was kind of working out right where where am I where am I going next? And uh, you know, Colombia uh, came about. I was I was interested uh, because Medellin specifically. I had read uh, because they they had gone from this you know, Medellin specifically like the murderous capital of the world to somewhere that was named in 2013 as the most innovative city in the world. I thought that's a place that that's a place that, that, that I, that I want to find out about. Um, and then as, as I then looked, I saw, wow, there's all these amazing places and beautiful nature to go to as well. That's incredible. Um, and now and you're so, going to go so- glamping in Colombia. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like it's, it's, you know, it, it, Colombia was an amazing, amazing experience because there, there's so much potential and so much potential for destruction at the same time. Um, and I, I do hope to be, be back there in a, uh, around mid-year uh, for a specific project to, to, to help uh, with the sustainability there uh, because, you know, for a long time, the war, uh, you know, the, the war internally, the civil war, protected nature. And I think this is, a, you know, something isn't quite right when, when war is what keeps the environment safe and peace is what actually destroys it. Yeah. That's kind of what's going on right okay. now. There, there it's, you know, there's widespread peace in the region, which is amazingly beautiful and that deserves to be there. But with that comes the ability to exploit the land in ways that weren't possible before and, and exploiting they are. You know, I saw trees being cut down in front of my eyes. I saw mining companies moving into pristine areas of rainforest. Um, it, it's really scary to see. Um, and I think this, like seeing that, 
is, is like seeing what other countries have done for, you know, for many years. Um, I, I want to ask they, you they, something. They to change this. The, the people that you're speaking to, is there an average age? Uh, as, in, as in speaking engagements or speaking in, in general? Yeah, uh, engagements that, that come. I, it, it ranges. I mean, I, you know, there's, there's companies that I, that I speak at. That way, that's probably the most common uh, is, is organizations and, and helping them to, uh, to create in a way that's in alignment. Um, and, so are they creating corporate responsibility programs? What are they creating? Or just like looking at the way that they impact yeah, yeah it, it, it depends on the talk I deliver. I mean, it can be around emotional intelligence. It can be around leadership. It can be around relationship development using social media, or it can be around the sustainability component. Right. Um, so it, it really depends on the talk. But, uh, you know, I, I spoke to uh, a, a room full of 700 kids last year as well. Um, and, and, you know, I, just, I, I did a, a talk to... Uh, you, you know, uh, students at a university in Medellin in Colombia and had somebody translating what I was saying as, as I was giving a talk. So um, right down to out in a place called El Prodigio where they've recently discovered petroglyphs um, oh, cool. in, in the region and I was one of the first, I think, 15th or 16th in the world to see these. Um, amazing experience just, just from that point of view. But, um, you know, the, the guy who discovered them, uh, amazing human being, um, is runs a kids program for the kids in the region. And this is, a, by the way, just a, an extremely um, beautiful place, but it was, it was right on the, on the border of, of the war going on. And so they, they got totally displaced. And so they're only just starting to make their way back there. But they're, they're teaching them how to... Um, you know, that, that, that there is an alternative to cutting down the trees, that there is an alternative to destroying the planet. Um, and that, that's, a, that's a bright future. So sustainable tourism there is, is what, what, they're, what they're looking to develop. And so I, I gave us, you know, just a short talk there in this, um, in this hall that used to be owned by one of the people that were the instigators of, of a lot of the destruction that was going on there from a war point of view that got pulled off, you know, taken away from him because of the war crimes that he committed. Um, and here we were, you know, uh, talking about how to make an impact and on the walls were these drawings that the kids had made of how how it makes them feel to to be doing something that's good um to then showing that you can purchase these these products that they're making um i just it's just amazing to do so yeah i mean it can range <laughs> like i said from that to, to you know engagements coming up that have thousands of people uh, around the world let me just say that we're listening to the voice of cameron brown if you're listening to the radio portion of this and if you're viewing it you get to see the beautiful cameron brown speaking on mission unstoppable um, on the Good Radio Network, Cameron, the the average person that you talk to, let's say, when you say, mm. you know, you can make a difference in your life, you can make a difference in your life, and you can make a difference to the planet. And what's the response of most people? I don't know what to do. I don't know what to give. I don't know how I can impact. What kind of impact can I do? I'm just one person. Like, what, what do people say? And, and what's your response? Yeah, it, it, it does vary. Uh one of one of them definitely is is the the feeling of apathy. Um, I remember Jane Jane Goodall once saying, uh, and I paraphrase, but it's something like uh, the greatest threat to our future is is apathy. Yeah, uh, and I totally believe that. Uh, and, and and so sometimes, yeah, people have just been beaten down again and again and again. They don't even have the, the ability to focus on on a planet. Let you know, it, it's about their own life. Um, and, and you know, if that's the case, then start small. Uh, you know, I, I'm a big believer that that just doing one thing, because um, the reason I, I believe this is because it's been my own life, is I didn't just change everything overnight. It happened over time. 
Um, you know, there have been a number of different shifts that have happened over time. And so when you start with one thing, then that can hopefully, and, and, and it does, because I've seen it with clients as well, it can spawn into something else because I feel like momentum builds on itself. Curiosity feeds on itself. It goes, well, oh, I could do that. Well, I wonder what else I could do. I wonder what else I could, I, I could experience. And so, uh, so I think that, that's a big one. But I, at the end of the day, the, the reason we're in the position that we're in, like we can blame companies, we can blame governments, we can blame other people and other situations all we like. At the end of the day, the reason why companies are profitable is because we continue to purchase the stuff that makes them That's profitable. right. That's right. That's it. Right? Easy. Stop doing it. Stop doing it. And you know, a, com- a for-profit company, they're not going to continue making products that aren't profitable. This is true. Right? This that's, is true. that's the whole thing of a for-profit company. They go, we've got to shift. And, and I love that, that things are starting to shift because you know, with millennials, the, the percentage of people who would actually choose a product and actually pay a premium for something that's more meaningful and attached to their, their form of being, um, that's growing. And, and so companies are seeing that. So you know, the, the, the time is running out for but, companies. But like, here's the other part that, that you know, with millennials is a very disposable society we've come to when I was, when I was a kid, that TV set I had as a kid and maybe your parents had one of those is still working today. (laughs) The new ones they're, they're meant to only last two or three years because they want you to buy something new back then. They didn't care as much for some reason if you bought a new one. Right. And so landfills have massive components of all these things that are killing the planet because this idea that we, you know, we need to make money. So this thing has to break so that you'll come back and buy a new one. Um, like this mindset has to go. It has to go. Yeah. You have to come yeah, back yeah. to, you know. Companies, from- companies really do need to, yeah, companies really do need to wake up and, 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 and make decisions that are not only good for their bottom line, but, but genuinely are good for the planet. Um, you know, good for humanity as well, but particularly the planet because, um, yeah, I mean that. That again, that's that, that, that's what's keeping us alive. I think you know, closed closed loop um, production is is something that's that's going to be really important going mm-hmm. forward. And um, you know, companies. So then, you know, even if people are maybe purchasing products and products that uh, that last a specific amount a specific amount of time, they then get put back into and created into. Um, the next version of that, the next product. Yeah, I like um, that. Because, yeah, there, there is. There's far too much uh, being extracted out of the ground um, to only last a certain amount of time before it just ends up in a dump somewhere. Um, we really need, we really must, must, must wake up around that um, because, yeah, there, there are there are so many, so many reasons. And I, I would love somebody, I, I, I continuously like research different things that people are doing, but, you know, somebody should be inventing uh, the ability for uh, waste to be extracted down into the core of minerals. Like, surely yeah. there's a way of doing that. That's that's a question that goes into my Like, I haven't got time to do that. I've, I've got my focuses. But somebody, you know, though, whoever's tuning in, like, surely there's a way that we can do that where it can simply put, you know, you put all of the waste through it where it just extracts it out into the core things that we used in the first place to create the thing. So, um, I think, you know, and that's why I'm so excited again, because the, the, the technology that we're going to build over these next 10 years and, and, and when the technology is, is, uh, is created because we're committed to creating change, um, and that people aren't willing to, 
to purchase products and services that aren't in alignment with that. I just think that, that's a trend that's not going to go away. Um, and, and we're becoming more and more conscious. And, and I think that's, that's only going to lead to more innovation uh, that can allow our species to ultimately thrive for many, many, many generations to come. Well, we are running out of time, but I do want to ask you two more things. First of all, I want you to tell everybody how to get in touch with you. Definitely. So best place, so thrivingcollective.com is the website and anything on social is forward slash ask Cameron Brown, A-S-K Cameron Brown. That's the best thing to to get in touch. And number two, you've been everywhere now pretty much. Where will you live out your life, do you think? Or will you always travel or do you think you'll call a a place home for five years? Where is that going to be? Do you think? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I, I, I mean, the, the place I still feel most at home is, is on the farm with my family. Uh, and so I'll, I'll spend, I spend a decent amount of time there um, each year uh, and, and uh, my, may even spend a little more time there uh, because of just, yeah, I, I love being back there and love being with my family and, and love being just a cool uncle. What about so that's being a really cool dad? Fun. Is that in the picture for you? Uh, it's not at the moment. Uh, it's interesting. It's, uh, it's something that I moved completely. I, I was totally formed. Um, yeah, it, 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 I, I'm completely away from that at the moment. Maybe ask me in a few years and it may have changed. But at the moment, I think being a cool uncle and being a, a steward of the planet and, and being that, I, I feel like that, like the whole planet is is is, uh, is me looking after that. So uh, there's not, you know, not not the inclination to, to have that. Um, definitely not, not in the short term anyway. But uh, who, who knows in the future? Well, you know, know, if one of you can do what you're doing, just imagine what a hundred of Cameron's out there. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think I should maybe start a breeding program then? Yeah, let's just clone Cameron. Clone Cameron, there you go. There's the name of your new business. (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much for being my guest today. You were amazing. I just, it's I just absolute, you absolute you pleasure. I, I, I've absolutely loved it. And, and I really hope that those tuning in that you just at least take one action because that really can spawn us somewhere else. And, um, you know, if you're thinking like, how can I do it? Or, 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 or why, why am I going to be able to do it? It's like, why, why not? Like, why not you? You're a human being. You've got your own unique set of talents and strengths that nobody else has in the, in the unique way that you have. Rock on, get on and do it because you know, life's short and you never know when that's going to end. So um, I really hope that you take, take what we've done today and actually do something with it because that's, that's the ultimate for me. Me too. <laughs> Thank you, Cameron. Awesome. Take care, everybody. Thanks, bye. See you next week. Okay.